This is Sarah. This is Emily. And we are Sisters Take a Side on Very Toxic Exes. Hey, girl. Sarah, happy recording day. Happy recording day. Do you think I'm people get annoyed that we open each episode like this? Maybe. But, I mean, whatever. Okay. That's cool. fine. I can be annoyed. Be annoyed. That's fine. Be annoyed. Um, how are you today? I'm fantastic. How are you? I'm great. I Sarah's am just great. thriving Thrive. in this pre-holiday season. Oh, God. I know. Well, put us in the holiday mood and tell us about a really probably terrible crime. It's a very terrible crime. But before I do that, um, I think we have to give a very special shout out to our earliest fans of Sisters Take Aside (laughs) because – do you want to tell the people what we're wearing? Guys, we're wearing our own merch. <laughs> we so, are matching for the first time since probably 1997. Yes. And we, yes. Yes. And our aunt got us matching t-shirts with our little sister Sega side logo on it for Christmas. Um, my toddler ripped open the packaging sort of by accident sort of because he was excited because he's a toddler yeah and so i gave myself permission to open it and it's a t-shirt with our logo on it and sarah got one too and we're both wearing them (sighs) yeah it's amazing it like makes this like so much more realer i think for me than yeah because like at this point like it's weird to think but like people are listening to this in the future like hello 2023 people but so we're recording this in December of 2022. We have not released a single damn episode yet. No. And this is ep six. We've recorded yeah. six times. Well, we've recorded a lot more than that. There's just only six that we want to release. That's true. So we, the, the, the six trial runs. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, like, yeah, I mean, no one has heard this yet except no. you and I. I know. And we have, do you think we're putting the cart before the horse that we have Probably. our own merch? A thousand percent. Yeah. And I'm still not entirely sure how to like upload this onto Spotify or iTunes. Yeah. I don't so know. So who knows? If you're listening to this, then we did something right. Um, and I'm just going to give myself a little pat hey, on the girl. back now because we figured it out. Figured it out. Um, okay. So today we are going to talk about Jody Arias. Yes. And Travis Alexander. And really toxic ex behavior. Gosh, so Sarah, you don't know anything about that. That's never yeah, what's happened I, to you. <laughs> I was researching this case and I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> been there, done oh, that. Oh, not to this level, but I was like, oh. Guys, spoiler alert, Sarah's murdered someone. Yeah. Okay. Don't tell the people that because they're going to be like <laughs> pounding my door down. I have never murdered anyone, but I have certainly had a few exes who probably (laughs) wanted to murder me. So that's true. Um, Yeah. Okay. So we're doing Jodi Arias. Let's do it. We're doing Jodi Arias. Um, I will give a small trigger warning. Yeah. Give us our warnings. Um, We are going to go through um, a little bit. It's a a little gruesome. Um, Trigger warning for spicy. A little spicy trigger warning for um, religion, stalking, um, sexual aggression, maybe. The trifecta. Um, Yeah. And so this is also kind of a monumental recording day because this episode I'm actually going to do in two parts. Ooh. And the reason for that, yeah, it's our first double header. <laughs> this is so good because this gives me permission to do two. I've, there's so many things I want to do, but I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I can do two parts. So floodgates so are open. Yeah. So this is going to be a two-part episode. Um, okay. The reason being is that as I was researching this, there's just so much court stuff. Yeah. Plus, there's so much that like goes into understanding how this happened. So I decided that I was going to break it up. I'm going to go to – so today I'm going to go through everything up until her trial. Okay. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Okay. Spoiler alert. Buddy Aries does go to trial. (laughs) Bye, girl. Uh, Get out of here. 
<laughs> so I'm going to go through everything that happened up to that point, and then okay. the next episode on Jody is going to be part two, and it's going to be all the court stuff. So fantastic! If you really like a very court heavy ep, and you're familiar with Jody Arias, see, like I'm into that. I like the court stuff. Yeah, I do too. And there is a lot of court stuff that um, it just wasn't possible to put, and I wanted to give it, you know, yeah. Do it justice. No pun intended. Um, So witty. Um, Hey, before we get started, do you want to tell us what sources you used? I realize in all these episodes, we obviously link our sources in the show notes, but like never once have we (laughs) actually Actually talked about them. Given credit. So let's just, let's upfront. You want to tell us what sources you used? Yeah, for sure. So um, I, in terms of, um, websites, I used Murderpedia dot org really heavily for this. Okay. Um I also used episode two hundred of Let's Go to Court. Um Yay. for those of you. Oh my God. Brandy Guys, Kristen, we love Let's Go to Court. Um they also did a two part on this. So that kind of okay. helped me like a little bit with like how I wanted to format it and Great. all of that. So awesome. Check them out if you haven't yes. already. They're we fantastic. Love them. So, love, okay. love, love. Cool. Okay. So let's do it. I'm going to keep eating my really crunchy snack that I brought Perfect. to record a podcast because that's great. So take it Yeah, away. no, that's very conducive to recording. I'm really happy that you did that. <laughs> um, all right. So picture it. It's June 4th, 2008, and you are sitting on a conference call at 7 p.m. Let me reiterate that. 7 p.m. conference call. So, uh, what? <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay. And you're waiting for your colleague to join. This colleague has never missed a conference call ever, even at 7 p.m., ever. He is an incredibly successful salesman and motivational speaker for your multi-level marketing, probably a pyramid scheme company, <laughs> called Prepaid <laughs> Legal Services, or PPL. Um, okay. If you've never heard of prepaid legal services, which don't worry, not many people have, um, it's basically like legal insurance. So they sell like legal insurance. So this is not actually a terrible idea. I mean, so basically <laughs> you pay for legal insurance. Yeah. If you ever need legal services at some point, you have them. Sort of. Oh. <laughs> okay. Okay. There are a lot of fine print there. A lot, of, yeah. a lot of fine print. Okay. Anyway, this colleague that you're waiting for at 7 p.m. on June 4th, 2008. He's so good at what he does that he is at the executive level of your organization. Now let that just sink in. Like this guy. I'm sorry. If I'm executive, anyone, I'm not going to a 7 p.m. conference call. Right? Okay. I'm going to – 7 p.m. I don't don't, like – Okay. Guys, I have calls at 3 p.m. in the afternoon. I have to, I have to call you out so bad right now. Sarah is a workaholic. Sarah would go to a conference call at 7 p.m. Don't. This is not. What are you? What are you even doing? I would absolutely go to one at 7 p.m. I know, but I would complain about it the entire time. (laughs) (laughs) I would be really upset about it, but I would be there. Okay, so waiting, waiting, never shows up. The executive level talent that you are so patiently waiting for at 7 p.m. on June 4th, 2008 is 31-year-old Travis Alexander. He hasn't shown up to this conference call at all, which is odd, right? Well, it gets a little bit odder. Not only did Travis not attend his conference call, he actually hadn't been heard from in a couple days. Yikes. Which is odd because Travis had a trip scheduled to Cancun, Mexico, and his travel partner, girlfriend question mark, um, we'll get back to her. Okay. Her name is Mimi. We don't really know, but like, let's go with girlfriend for right now. She was starting to get a little anxious, which like, girl, same. You're supposed to go to Mexico with this guy. Right. You're packed. You're vaxxed, waxed, ready to party. And you haven't heard from this guy that you're going on a trip with. I would get a little bit anxious too. So on the evening of June 9th, Mimi and several other friends from PPL headed over to Travis's very large, I'm going to put that out there, very large home to check on him. Okay. (laughs) This is where it gets even weirder. 
Travis's friends arrive at his home to find his roommates just hanging out. Just chilling. At home. Spoiler alert for anyone who doesn't know about this case. This is the murder house. I'm so. Is he? Okay. So is he dead in this house right now? With his roommate? No. Let me reiterate this. Let me. No. Let me reiterate this. Roommates at the murder house just chilling. In their in, in now to be fair in their home they're his roommates they live there but they're just like hanging out playing video games eating some ice cream literally Ooh. is what they were doing okay if I find out I don't know much about the story if I find out this guy is dead in his house with his roommates chilling I'm gonna have some just absolute serious questions <laughs> serious what questions are, what do you think you so you have some serious questions right now. I mean, admittedly, I'm assuming these roommates are probably in their late 20s, early, like around the same age as Travis. Yeah, so Travis was 31 at the time. Okay, so men men are gross. I could see where like a bunch of single dudes living in a house together would be like, oh, it smells a little weird. Nothing to see here, I guess. But I, okay, I'm going to, and I'll cut this if I end up being wrong. I think that maybe these roommates should be looked into. Did these roommates kill this guy? They're just hanging out in the house with a dead body? I'm sorry. Excuse me. This is allegedly my opinion. I would have questions. This is your side right now. I have questions for these roommates. Okay. This sister takes the side of what the fuck were these roommates doing? Great question. And I'm going to cut this if I sound like an asshole. (laughs) All right. So when the friends asked Travis's roommates if they had seen Travis, his roommate said no because he was out of town. Travis wasn't out of town. He hadn't left for his trip yet. Mimi. Right, because you got Mimi. travel with him. Passport in hand, ready to go. Okay. Ready to go was like, um, no, he isn't. So after doing some searching, the roommates and friends found a key to Travis's master bedroom and went in which is where they found large pools of blood in the hallway oh, to his master bedroom. No. And ultimately where they found Travis's body in the shower. No. Oh, gross. Now, admittedly, and this will come out later and, and we'll probably cover it in the next um, part, in part two of this, but admittedly the friends and roommates all said like, as they entered the master bathroom, there was like a very obvious odor yeah right so oh no all this is sad okay well yeah so obviously this discovery you know was shocking um or was it so a 911 call did these roommates do this allegedly in my opinion hold your horses (laughs) this was obviously shocking right or was it so a 911 call was made notifying local authorities of the discovery As the friends and roommates grappled with this horrifying discovery, they kept reiterating one suspect to authorities. The roommates. Jody Arias, Travis's ex-girlfriend. Okay. So immediately they're like, okay. Immediately in the 911 call, Jody Arias is named as a suspect. Like, like, interesting. From jump, she is listed as a, she's named as a suspect. Okay. Um, I will give a quick little note here. Um, I am going to talk a little bit about Travis's body when it was discovered. Um, if I'm going to take my headphones off. (laughs) This is a, it's a little graphic. Um, so just, if you want to fast forward a couple, you know, a couple seconds, feel free. So a quick note about Travis's death. Um, this all jokes and, and, you know, humor aside, this truly had to have been horrifying to discover, um, especially by people, you know, who, who were friends and, and, and loved Travis. Right. Um, from Murderpedia. So Travis's body was found in the master bedroom shower at his home. So um, and I meant to take the address down so you could give it a good, but um, essentially his master bedroom had this like long tiled hallway. So to, like to go to the, to the primary bath, to go to the prime, to the, to the, yes, I'm sorry. Primary bath. Mm, oops. That's okay. <laughs> Sorry. Welcome Sorry, to 2022. Oh, <laughs> God. Just see my DMs now. Um, actually, no, we don't use master. We don't use master anymore. Um, 
we probably shouldn't. Yes, we probably shouldn't joke about that, guys. It's fine. We're not. Sorry, it is. Yes. Okay. Sorry. I'm gonna have to cut um, this entire thing. <laughs> Let's take it from the top. It was June fourth, two thousand eight. <laughs> so, um, his bed, the way his bedroom was set up, so that you know, bedroom, mm-hmm. and then he had a walk-in closet, but he had this like very long tiled hallway, essentially, that led into the primary bathroom suite. Mm-hmm. Um, so the closet, you could either you know go into the closet from, or go into the bathroom from. This tiled hallway, you mm-hmm. know, off of the bedroom area, or you could get to it from the closet. Like the closet essentially was okay. kind of like a little loop, like into the bathroom. And that's going to be important later, but I just want to kind of set the scene for you. Um, so his body was found in the um, in the shower at his home. His throat had been cut. He had been shot in the head, and he oh had been God. stabbed multiple times. There are conflicting reports on how many time how many stab wounds he had actually sustained, which I did not know going into this. I, I thought that this was um, that the, yeah, that's that interesting. Knew. So some reports will say that there were twenty nine stab wounds. Wow, some state twenty seven. Ultimately, after the verdict in this case, the official record just states more than twenty. So okay, that's what we're gonna go for our purposes. We're gonna go with more than twenty. Okay. The Maricopa County Medical Examiner, Dr. Kevin Horn, testified at trial that Travis's jugular vein, common carotid artery, and windpipe had been slashed. Oh, God. Uh... In addition to this, Travis had multiple defensive wounds. Mm. Like, multiple. The medical examiner further testified that Travis may have been dead at the time the gunshot was fired. Travis's death very obviously was ruled a homicide. Right. Right off the bat. What do you think about that? I mean, my first thought is that's overkill. I mean, right. You hear that. Mm -hmm. I mean, to stab someone and then to shoot them, that is personal. That is overkill. That is someone with an ax to grind. I mean, that is just. So a crime of passion, essentially. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I. And I mean, I, I don't know what, what the theories are at this point, but I, this to me does not say someone broke into the house and this is a robbery gone wrong or, mm-hmm. the, you know what I mean? This is mm-hmm. not, yeah. And this, this is horrible. This is what a horrible thing to have. So what he said, he's 31. He's so, 31. just a horrible, awful thing to have happen to right? a young man. And I mean, yeah, this, this sucks. I don't like this. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. Okay. <laughs> so let's go back. Who okay. this Jody Arias gal? Who who is Jody Arias? So Jody Arias was born on July 9th, 1980 in Salinas, California. Jody actually met Travis in the fall of 2006 at a PP uh, uh prepaid legal services so this this company that this Travis, MLM Travis, yeah, yeah, a pyramid scheme company that Travis worked for. Um they met at, at a conference for this company that was held in Las Vegas, Nevada in 2000 fall of 2006 okay so a little fun fact about this this little meet cute it's been said that travis and jody um again so they met at this conference travis had been kind of like griping slash complaining to his friends that he didn't have a date to this conference um so they all suggested well why don't you ask out the new girl new girl aka being jody so he did and reportedly, it was love at first sight. Man, Travis was infatuated with Jody. She was the prettiest girl he'd ever seen in his life. Okay. Obsessed. And, oh, oh, oh. well, oh, sorry, go ahead. Okay. So, so put, put your HR hat on for me for a second. I love doing this to you. <laughs> You're, this is, you're at work and you're telling your colleagues, I don't have a date to this work event. What is this? What is this? And so then the colleagues are like, ask out the new girl at work? What is – go ahead, HR Sarah. (laughs) Well, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that prepaid legal services, like – Doesn't have Sarah as their HR director? Probably doesn't have, like, a very strict set of employee relations rules. Um, This company is, like, one bozo away from a pyramid scheme. Like this is not. We are not talking about our next T-shirt, please. (laughs) 
one bone away from. I'm just saying, like, they're not like a like. This is this actually like is the least shocking thing to me in this whole thing. To be totally okay, honest. Okay, um. So love at first sight. Bada bing, bada boom. Jody and Travis, they are just they're all about it. So I between it. September 2006 and November 2006, Jody and Travis spent um, a great deal of time getting to know each other. Um, they were in contact daily. They had hour-long phone conversations, whole kit and caboodle. This was a long-distance thing, mind you. Jody's oh, okay. still in California. Travis is in Arizona. But they still managed okay. to, like, keep in touch, have a friendship, et cetera. A little fun fact I'm going to throw out now. Travis was actually a Mormon. Um, oh. He was introduced to the Latter-day Saint faith um, by his grandparents. So Travis had a really rough upbringing. Oh, gosh. Um, both of his parents suffered from addiction um, mm. and substance abuse problems. Um, he is one of eight, I think, cool. eight children. Um, and ultimately, you know, his parents, you know, c- did not survive their, their addiction or their substance abuse problems. Wow. Both of them passed away when Travis was young. So he wound up being raised by a set of grandparents, a set mm-hmm. of his grandparents. Um, and that's who kind of introduced him to this religion. Mm-hmm. Um. So, you know, as Travis and Jody are getting to know know each other better, they're, you know, having these hour-long phone conversations, there's a lot of, um, you know, Travis introducing Jody to, you know, the the Mormon religion. Um, it, it's not specified anywhere what, you know, what if or if any um, religious affiliation Jody had prior oh, to this. Okay. Um, which maybe is for the the best because ultimately on November 26th, 2006, Jody converts and is baptized into the Latter-day Saint faith what? by Travis himself. What? Oh, like um, like the scene out of my big fat Greek wedding. Pretty much. sister-in-law is like rubbing oil on it. Pretty much. Except that like this was like – this was a span of like four weeks. Right, like, she right. met this him is... in September. Right. And she converts in November. Is that even possible? Like – you can con- – I okay. I don't know. I don't know. Um, wow. Like I know like – so Sarah and I were raised Catholic and I know, um, you know, Tomothy looked into converting to Catholicism like way back in the day before we were married. And I mean that's like a year-long process. You take classes. You have right. to – like all of that. Yeah. So I don't I, – I don't know. I didn't, wow. I didn't really look into it. It is said um, several of Jody's friends have actually said like – this is kind of Jody's MO. Like mm. a friend of hers is quoted as saying, like, Jody was sort of a chameleon when it came to romantic partners. Like she Interesting. would yeah. just absorb and adopt their hobbies, their, you know, beliefs, their religions. Mm. Um, you know, she really like kind of went like zero to a hundred. Um and if religion wasn't enough to bring them together, they were also having sex. All the time, yeah, girl. <laughs> Which, like, if you don't know, that is a huge no-no in the Mormon religion. Like, pretty much sex is completely off the table. Yeah. You're supposed to save it for whoever it is that you marry. Which is why you see, like, a lot of um, a lot of people in this religion end up getting married at, like, 18 and 19 years right. old. Right? Um. Like, you, it's just, like, a big no. But, like, Jody and Travis were doing it all the time. Even though, like, they're, you know, they're still long distance. They're meeting up. They're yeah. having phone sex reportedly. Like, this relationship essentially is, like, kind of friends with benefits at this point. Except that she's also converted. Like Right. 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 Um. So, I mean, kind of to that point, like, what do you think? Well, okay. So, like, I guess on the surface, like, that's not weird to me, right? They're people in their late 20s, early 30s, 
if you're in a relationship, obviously I'm assuming you're having sex with each other, like good for you, but it sounds like, so they're not officially dating. Like they're not boyfriend and girlfriend. Well, so good question. So we're having all the sex we've converted. We're dating, right? No. What? Jody and Travis didn't actually start dating until February, 2007. What? <laughs> so she just converted for some dude that she, you know what? Good for her. I've never liked a guy that much. <laughs> right? Okay. I guess Jody, you win. I like So so Jody and Travis start dating in February of 2007. I'm okay. just going to give you a quick timeline. Met September 26 uh, 2006. September okay. 2006. Converted November 2006. They start dating February 2007. Yeah, I don't like that if I'm her, but okay. They dated for five months and oh boy. Oh, <laughs> Tell me everything. Buckle up. <laughs> A lot of Travis's friends were very concerned about this relationship. Jody became a stage five clinger like almost immediately, <laughs> even though this was still at this time a long distance relationship. She was still living in California and he was still in Arizona. Okay. So when Jody would come and visit, she'd be at Travis's house. They would hold, you know, like gatherings and whatnot. She would walk around talking about how this would be her house. It was her house one day. Oh, ew. When they, they apparently reportedly had a hot tub party one time. So it's like him and Jody and like another couple, mm-hmm. Mormon couple, were all in the hot tub, which like uh, wh- okay. <laughs> I think I saw a movie that started like that once. <laughs> <laughs> it's reported that Jody ultimately ends up like straddling him in Ooh. front of all of these, you know, these friends and basically starts like giving him a lap dance, which like fine, like if we're all consenting adults, like mm. <laughs> yeah. But like how uncomfortable. Right? Like this whole thing is giving me swinger vibes. I don't know. I don't know about this. <laughs> when Jody and Travis start dating, she tells all of his friends that are women that he was off limits. They weren't allowed to contact him directly. No, if they shit. needed to contact him, they could they could go through her. Um, if Travis would get like a phone call like while they you know they were hanging out, Jody you know he would get up to like take the phone call mm-hmm. in the room. Jody would would follow him. Ooh. Travis would get up to go to the bathroom and Jody would follow him and stand outside the door to the Ooh. bathroom and wait Ew. for him. Ugh. Gross. Ooh. That's gross. That is really gross. <laughs> so Travis's friends all began to tell him that they had serious concerns about Jody. But Travis just kind of blew them off. Like he loved her. They loved each other. Except while Travis totally maybe loved having sex with Jody, yeah, again, he didn't want to marry her because she wasn't pure. Okay. Okay. Thoughts? May I share a thought? Please do. <laughs> I, I I don't like that. I don't like him for that. That you know, like that is just so hypocritical it's to gross. me i feel like yeah. you see that a lot sometimes in these more conservative religions i'm not dunking on religion you do you boo but like that's she's not pure because she's having sex with you my guy like he wants his cake and eat it too right right so he okay yeah i don't sorry travis we don't I'm love like, this sorry that this happened to you but this is kind of douche canoe we don't material love here. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So this ultimately leads to Travis and Jody breaking off their relationship in June 2007. So again, February to June of 2007. So we're still dating. talking less than a year. We're still talking. We're still talking less than half a year. Mm-hmm. Right. All long distance. But in June of 2007, after Jody and Travis break off their relationship, Jody decided to move to Mesa, Arizona, where Travis lives. What? <laughs> If, listener, you're tilting your head to the side and saying, huh, yeah, we are doing the same thing. (laughs) So just to reiterate, I broke it off in June 2007. At this point in time, Jody says, I'm going to move to Mesa, Arizona. This is where she really kind of seems to go off the deep end once she moves to Mesa. She, this is when like it starts to get bad. So she starts slashing his tires, hacking his Facebook, oh, breaking shit. into Travis's home, 
She had the code to his garage, so she would just, like, show up. <gasps> Ew. She would show up unannounced where Travis was around town. Travis's friends freaked the fuck out, naturally. Yeah. At one point, sitting him down and saying, listen, we are seriously concerned for your well-being. Mm-hmm. The stalking continued to escalate to the point where Travis would come, came home one night and found Jody hiding behind his Christmas tree waiting wow. for him. <laughs> Now, Travis would do one of two things when this happened. Either he'd tell her to leave or he would have sex with her. Oh, well. Very unclear which option he took on the Christmas tree incident, but I really wish I could have found that out for you. I need I need to know how that one ended. Oh. Okay. I think he's kind of giving her mixed messages then. Uh, oh, oh, and also at this point in time – so. Okay, so this goes on. Let me let me back up. I'm getting ahead of myself because this is like just fucking wild to me. So Jody <laughs> ends up staying in Mesa for eight months before she moves back to her grandparents' house in Eureka, California. Okay. So right at about like the end of this eight months, mm-hmm. Travis gets another girlfriend. Um, that I don't think that made our friend Jody very happy. I'd imagine. Um, no, it didn't. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to stop here. Okay. What What are your initial thoughts on this? We don't like. We don't love. We don't love it. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, at this point, I'm sympathizing with both of them, and I will cut this if, I, if it turns out she's just like an absolute monster. Which I mean, obviously, she killed him. She is, but I like he is sending her mixed messages. He's sending her mixed signals. Guys, that does not give you an excuse to stalk someone. Don't come at me about that. But I just, part of me feels badly for her. Mm-hmm. I think because, like so many people, I have been on the receiving end of right mixed messages of sure. like me, you don't like me, you, you know. So mm-hmm. I'm like kind of feeling bad for her. I'm also kind of like, girl, take a chill pill. This guy doesn't really sound that great. Like, why yeah. are you stalking this guy? I mean, he sounds fine, I guess. But, you, I mean, from what I know about Jodi Arias, she's an attractive woman, right? Like, she's – She's very – yeah. I mean, she's very pretty, you know. So, like, she like, could have gone – like, go find yeah. someone else, girl. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, let's go back to June 9th, 2008. Travis's okay. body is discovered by friends and roommates, and a 911 call was made in which Jody is named as a suspect by Travis's friends and roommates. Obviously, an investigation has started. So Jody's named right off the bat. So before police could even reach out to Jody, right? Like they are just breaking out their pens and pencils at this point. Mm-hmm. Jody actually reached out to them directly. So Jody calls authorities a few days after Travis's body was discovered and introduced herself, saying that she was a former girlfriend of Travis's. She had heard what had happened. And even though she was already totally dating someone brand new who was, like, just so great. Okay. And he was also in this prepaid legal services company. And even though, like, you know, he wasn't at the executive level like (laughs) Travis was, that was okay because their relationship was so great and it was – Spicy and it was fun and it was so great. Even though all of that was happening, she just wanted to know if there was any news in Travis's case and also if there was anything she could do to assist or help the police. You know, like they needed any samples of her DNA or anything. What the? <laughs> it was so nice of you, Jody. Oh, she's crazy. The police are like, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, my job is going to be. <laughs> wow. like, actually, Jody. yes, we would love to get some samples <laughs> from you. That's so kind of you. So Jody agrees and states that she would be in town for Travis's funeral. She'd be happy to stop by and provide anything they needed. Ew. So I don't this like was this. really great for the cops because as yeah. they were investigating Travis's, um, you know, what had happened at Travis's home, they actually had – Something or a lot of somethings to compare her samples against. <laughs> At the scene, they collected hair and a bloody palm print, a .25 caliber round. It, gun people, please don't come for me. I don't even know if that's like the correct. I don't even say that. know what it. Yeah. Okay. They also found a digital camera that had been found in the washing machine at Travis's house. 
Now, the funny thing about digital cameras, Emily, I don't know if you remember <laughs> digital yeah, cameras. Talk about, a, talk about a blast from the past. <laughs> talk about dating ourselves significantly here. Yeah, right? Um, Even if you run it through a wash cycle, you can still actually pull pictures off of it. Mm. Wait, so she, it was found in the washing machine, like, and someone had, like, turned it on? Turned mm-hmm. the washing machine on? They'd run it through a wash cycle. What did it... Okay. Just take... Okay. Guys, I don't want to be giving murder advice here, but just take it with you. Yeah. What are you doing? What are you doing? Um, and wouldn't you know it, but on this particular digital camera, there were several pictures of Jody and Travis in very sexually suggestive poses <sighs> from 1 p.m. on the day of June 4th, 2008. Ooh, the last picture of Travis alive was taken of him while he was in the shower, which is – and that was from 5.29 p.m. Okay. Now, the last set of images almost look like pictures that had been taken in error. There's one – so there's one where it looks like the camera is falling and it, like, snapped a picture as it was falling. Oh, weird. Okay. There's another one of an individual that is believed to be Travis bleeding profusely <gasps> on the floor. What? And there is a third one taken pretty much, like, from the ground. But uh-huh. you can see, like, the back of Jody Arias as she's walking away. Ew, what? Wait, mm-hmm. what? Mm-hmm. Oh, and creepy. That- I don't like that at all. Ew. Weird, right? And that .25 caliber round, well, on May 28th, 2008, just a few days before Travis's murder on June 4th, a burglary occurred at the residence of Jody, Jody's grandparents, with whom she was living with in California. A .25 caliber gun, along with a few other items, were missing. Oh, shit. The gun was never recovered. Oh. What do you think about that? I'd like to issue an apology to the roommates. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I'm sorry. Y'all uh-huh. are still gross. We're living in a house with a dead body, but I'm sorry. Wow. <laughs> um, wow. I, this is, I, wh- why did she even go to court? This is, this is all extremely compelling evidence that she murdered this dude. Why did this even end up in court? Why would she not just be like, you got me because I'm dumb and I left the camera. At the- she left the camera at the house? What's wrong with you? Uh, yeah. Like, I don't, oh. Yeah, like you, you shed. <laughs> you, what are you doing? Yeah, again, I'm not in the business of giving murder advice, but I'm taking the camera with me. Yeah, or like, why the like, like, why? I'm also. I think it's interesting so that she stole this gun from her grandparents. I guess allegedly, in my opinion, whatever. But she, or so I. I don't. I don't know if she was found guilty of this or not. I. Tr- I truly. So I don't know if I'm allowed to say like she did or allegedly. So I guess she allegedly also stabbed him. Why are you stealing a gun and bringing it then? Like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, this girl sucks. I hate her. Okay. Next. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this is not looking good for this our is, girl Jody. This like, is not good. All. This is not good at all. This is not good. <laughs> Um, and yeah, like the cops were pretty psyched to get her samples, especially because once they were tested, it was confirmed that that bloody palm print had a mix of Travis's DNA and Jody's DNA. What an idiot. So I'm going to wrap up. We're going to start to wrap up this part here, but, um, so I think this is after, and I didn't, I, I would probably, I need to go back and look, but like, so the police actually go out to to Jody and they're like, mm-hmm. listen, you know, can you tell us, like, when is the last time you saw Travis? Mm-hmm. And she was like, well, when we broke up or when I left, I'm sorry, when I left. After Mesa, I stopped him for eight months. Yeah, which would have been like April, I think, right? Oh, I haven't seen him since April. Like, I, I don't know. Like, that's just, yeah. just crazy. Like, and they're like, okay. Are you sure? Like you, you definitely haven't seen him since April. She's like, no, like I haven't, I haven't seen him. So we're gonna play a little game 
called Two Truths and a Lie, featuring <laughs> the three different accounts of Jody's whereabouts that she told the police. Fantastic. Okay. What are, are the ready? odds? There's three lies here. Are you ready? Okay. <laughs> She's Casper. She had not been in the home at the time of Travis's death at all. Uh-huh. Clutching the pearls. How oh. dare you? <laughs> okay, number two. Intruders. Oh. Two intruders, one man and one woman, came into the home, murdered Travis, and attacked Jody, And then just – They just left her there. Left her. Okay, great. Okay. Obviously, that's what happened. Number three. Self-defense. Jody killed Travis in self-defense because she was a victim of domestic violence. Mm. Now, mind you, when she's presented with all of the evidence, the the cop is like, "Look, I have a picture have your of DNA. your naked ass." I have the yeah. pictures, and she's like, "Oh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what that could be. What? I have no idea." <laughs> and what's also interesting, and I don't have it in my notes, but I remember hearing about this. So there were two police officers. There was a female police officer and a male police officer. Mm-hmm. Jody would only interact with the male police officer. She's that's the only one she oh, would talk ew. to. She would not talk to the female police officer. And she would like she was very like breathy with him. Like, oh, oh god. Oh, oh, oh. It was intruders. <laughs> and she was very like uh, like weird. But then the female cop would come in and she would be like, I don't know what you're talking about. That's ridiculous. Oh, that's so me, ridiculous she would like thought she could like. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I'm going to wrap this up and then I want to hear what you think. Okay. So um, Jody was indicted by a grand jury on a first degree murder charge on July 9th, 2008. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, and I got to say, like, props to, like, props to the, the, the authorities here because this happened the beginning of June 2008, and they're indicting her July 9th. No, no. This is props to Jody being a fucking goddamn idiot. She could not have made it more clear. I'm sorry. I, no. She could not. Okay. She, there's, there's, I was there's, give credit where credit's due. No. But. I'm sorry. No. No. <laughs> there's pictures of her at the crime scene. It was, but it wasn't her. Oh, um, it was just. Uh, that's not me. <laughs> Great. Fantastic. <laughs> Um, I hate this whole thing. So Jody, Jody was arrested at her grandparents' home on July 15th, 2008, and extradited to Arizona on September 5th, 2008. She pled not guilty what? on September 11th, 2008. What? She pled not guilty? She pled not guilty. Unreal. This is unreal. <laughs> so like I said at the beginning, there is a ton of court stuff yeah. in this case. Um. It's probably why it makes it so popular. I mean, this was like this was huge, huge news. Um, to give it justice, again, no pun intended, even though <laughs> but up bing, I'll be here all day. Um, I am gonna cover the court stuff on another episode because it is wild. Oh, I'm um, so excited. So, okay, I have to tell you, I like kind of I was a little worried as I finished like my notes for this, yeah, this part one, because I was like, oh. Like, there really isn't anything to take a side on. Like, oh, I. Do, you want me to take a side? I'll take a fucking side. <laughs> take a side. Let's hear it. Let's Wait. let's hear your side so far. I mean, I. We, I, <laughs> I am going to be really interested to hear what her defense is because those kind of three stories that you laid out mm-hmm. in my mind, if I'm her defense attorney, I'm going with she killed him in self defense. Like to me, that's the only way any of this could be. Right, the intruders. Shut up. Um, and the, the, she hadn't been there. That's just that's just that's just absolute ridiculous. So I'm taking the side. Uh, well, obviously, I'm taking the side if she did this. This is horrible. This is disgust. Like I mean, this is horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, thoughts and prayers again to Travis's roommates. My sincere apologies. Um, <laughs> T's and peas. T's and peas. <laughs> but yeah, so I I'm coming down on the side of if this was not done and just like cold blood which it sounds like it probably was i'm taking the side of self-defense again if i was her lawyer that's what i would argue i would concoct some maybe bullshit about this poor guy and say she had no choice but to do this i think the one problem with that is the very obvious overkill involved here Mm. like this is yeah i mean obvious overkill (laughs) 
And that's part of the reason I wanted to go through it. And I know it was gruesome. And for those of you who had like fast forwarded through it, it is, this is a crime of passion. And I think anybody looking at it can say, this was not like a random attack. No. This was intentional. It was deliberate. There were multiple weapons used. I mean, this was. Right. Yeah. This was a crime of passion for sure. Well, so what about you? What side are you taking? Um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think Jody is this, you know, I think there's, there's some problems there. I think that, um, (laughs) (laughs) I think that Travis was in way over his head. I think that due to, you know, the way that he lived his life, he was, he just didn't have the exposure. Like there were so many red flags in the beginning yeah, this relationship that like he should have said, "Oh, hang on a second. Like, but he just didn't have he didn't have the experience. He didn't have the knowledge enough to know like, oh, I need to like, yeah, fix this and fix this quick well, and and, and you know, I know you're not victim blaming. you're just you know, oh, absolutely just, not. Yeah. no, 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 no. not by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, I think it's terrible what happened to him. and well, I you know, think I think too, that like this idea of, I think so many people could fall into this that like, yeah, he or she's a little nuts, but I like having sex with them. I like this physical relationship we have. I'm willing to ignore X, Y, and Z because in the back of my head, I know I'm not going to be serious with them anyway. So who cares? Yeah. I wonder how much that kind of played into it for him. Totally. Potentially. And her. Sure. I mean, yeah. And like, no, I don't think we're victim blaming at all. I think, but I think in order to understand like, Dude, how did you stay with her this long? Like, I think we have to look yeah. at, like, the full picture. I think we have to be able to say, oh, well, like, because he probably didn't realize. Right. That, like, she was a little, like, cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Like, <laughs> Well, so let me ask you this then. I'm not sure if you know this or not. Did he involve the police in this, like, eight-month period where she was stalking him? So that is actually a really good question. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that. Okay. Coming up. Okay. I won't. I won't in part two. Because. Spoil it. Yeah. Because there is. There is some stuff to go through there. Okay. Um, like, I guess I'm yeah. wondering how seriously did he take this? Did he look at this like this woman is a serious problem kind of to your point like is it did he look at it like this woman's a serious problem i need to involve the authorities or was he like oh this like crazy chick that i'm having sex with like this is kind of fun she sneaks into my house and like you know what i mean I'm right just, be and that's a really good point and and by all accounts up to this point he didn't take it seriously at all yeah he was just like oh well she, like she loves me so she wouldn't do anything like crazy like that and like crazy's fun like Think about it. Like, crazy is kind of fun. To you. Okay. Again. For some people. For some people. You're talking to, like, a boring You. It's fun. Don't loop me in. Boring married lady. I feel like I said this every single episode. I've been married for a hundred years. I have no time for crazy. The craziest we get is, like, sometimes we, like, pay to rent a movie on Amazon Prime for date night. Wow. We rented The Family Stone last night. And watched it. It was great. <laughs> okay. So. Okay. Well. <laughs> Here we are. Um, Here's no. my other question before yeah. we close out. I'm curious. What was. So how like big and tall was Travis Alexander? Do you know? Is he like a big dude? Um, I mean, he was by all accounts average. There's nothing. Like it doesn't stand out that he was. And what about her? Intimidating or anything? Was she petite, smaller? Like I'm wondering, how is it that? And this is so stereotypical. How is it that a woman overpowered a man to the extent where he was stabbed twenty plus times and shot? I got. I am a little interested about that. Well, Jody Arias's defense attorney, you're just gonna have to. Are we about to become best friends? (laughs) It was the intruder, guys. It was the intruders. It was the intruder. It was an intruder. I just like attacked him and left me there. It's just, it's just, I'm 
absolutely it's never no. the intruders it's never the enemies it's never the intruders no ever <laughs> tell that to scott peterson <laughs> and yeah. michael peterson actually and michael i mean <laughs> it's ooh, ooh. it's never the owl Thomasy now jokes all the time, like about owls and staircases, and he's never even like seen the staircase or like heard. He, Thomasy's not into true crime, but he likes to make jokes about owls coming in and pushing people down the stairs. So, wow, guys, you heard, it. you heard it here first. <laughs> Blink twice if you're okay, girl. <laughs> girl, <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Well, that will wrap up part one of Jody Arias. Um, that, so that's Sisters Take a Side on part one of our friend Jody. Oh, God, she's not our friend. She's not our friend. She's not our friend. <laughs> so that was part one of Jody Arias. Sarah, that was so good. Ooh. I loved that. Thanks. So next week, we'll go into part two of Jody Arias, and that's going to be okay, all great. the court stuff. So. It is going to be very court heavy, but I promise you, we're I'm so excited. Gonna bring, yeah, we're going to. And I'm going to the... not Google it. I'm going to wait to be surprised. Yeah, don't Google it. Okay. Um. So yeah, we don't really have a, a next week since next week's going to be part two. But thank yeah. you everyone for listening. If you love this episode, please leave us a five star review and tell us what you thought. We would love to hear your. Yeah. Thoughts, feelings, and opinions, unless they're mean and nasty. Because, like our mom always said, if you have nothing nice to say, just don't say it at all. Just don't say it, guys. We don't want to hear just it. Don't say it. Um, <laughs> anything from you for the people, M, this week? No, just thank you guys so much for listening. We love doing this with y'all. Um, so happy to have you here in our little space and to share this space with you. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you next time. So I'm Emily, and this is Sarah. And this is Sisters Take a Side.